Name an animal you wouldn't mind getting swallowed by. A whale. A kangaroo. A lion. What is happening? Man, I was very excited to do this podcast. That answer just went in so many different directions. Dude, I had the worst answer. <laughs> Shamir, you just because no there's that much room inside the stomach does not mean that you're going to be able to get in there with that much ease. Yeah, that was my bad mentality. But you actually picked a good answer, a whale. Was it a good answer? Yeah. Because I'm going to... There's I'm gonna, so much room there. Yeah, no. but I'm, I'm going to die. I, I'm gonna, you're not going to die. I'm, that's I'm, the I'm, thing. That, that, that's what I'm saying. I'm that's why I didn't pick a whale. The, in the whale... And I'm gonna be alive in his stomach. Yep. And then feel the death. Like Pinocchio. No, you can like start a That's new Pinocchio, home. Right? I can start. <laughs> start a new home, you know. But you have to now. You're living inside of a whale. Right. Think about my story. The coolest ever. Yeah, eaten by you a lion. You got eaten by a lion. That's not cool. You got eaten by a kangaroo. <laughs> I'd be like, boy, you should have boxed that kangaroo. <laughs> you know they're strong as. You know hell. that you know that video of the the guy who like punches the kangaroo yeah. in the face because <laughs> it kicked his dog or something <laughs> that's such a cool video yeah like the, the kangaroo squared up like that's so fire they're actually hella muscular so <laughs> uh, anyways thank you guys for tuning in to an episode of strange flavors my name is shimmer i'm Frost. my name is amber this is brought to you by Aleph theory you can find us on all streaming platforms and uh, soundcloud spotify Anchor, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. I always forget that one, but that's uh, where we have a lot of listeners. There. That's our most. Yeah, that's seventy-five percent. And then uh, oh. we're also on YouTube. Uh, visual aspect. If you want to see our beautiful, <laughs> <laughs> you want to see our beautiful faces right here in the sunny room on a nice couch. Um, we don't have a sign, but we will get a sign eventually. And um, Amber, go control your kids. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Yeah. We're also on all social media: uh, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. And yeah, at Strange Flavors. And if you want to email us, uh, strangeflavorspodcast at gmail.com. That's right. At Strange Flavors everywhere. And if you have a music uh, producer or you, or you produce music or sing or have a band or a rapper, make country music, all you can above. send all of your music to strangeflavorspodcast at gmail.com and we will. You send your friends music too. That's, cool. that's the biggest honor you could give yeah. a friend who makes music. It's yeah. like, yo, I sent your music to this podcast and yeah. they're featuring it yeah. on their next episode yeah so yeah we'll feature it on an episode if you enjoy it did you um did you do that uh that which disney character thing are you you know how there's a lot of those on instagram yeah like it's a rant it's a filter and it goes on top of their head and yeah. randomly like filters it's like through. it's like what is my 2020 gonna be like yeah what is it i did that one. Oh yeah I, <laughs> I got poor and sad <laughs> two in a row <laughs> That's um, like that's like 2019, 2020 back to back. Yeah, poor and sad. Unfortunately. Uh, what'd you do for the Disney one? I didn't do the Disney one. Okay. I'm scared to what I'll get, so I'll you'll be probably, disappointed. You'll probably get like, <laughs> you, you'll probably get like something from A Bug's Life, <laughs> <laughs> like one of the grasshoppers or something. Yeah. Actually, the grasshoppers were cool. They were evil. It was like a grasshopper army, I think. Yeah, something like that. It was evil. Um, I got Scar. That's sick. I was very excited Accurate. about that. People don't like getting... I, I saw a few people get Scar and they weren't excited about it. Because they want to be like... I'm sure like most girls were like, oh, I want to be a princess or something. People, like guys don't care, right? People are dumb, bro. What? I've told you guys multiple times, Scar is an alpha lion. Oh my god. 
because of his physical traits and how it goes in the jungle. But people don't want to like listen. Well, in a, also a technical aspect, na- natural aspect, he killed the king. So that's yeah. that's what Alpha. What does that make do. him? You know, what does that make him? The king. The king. Yeah. Also, black brunettes over blondes. And that's a direct shot at Shimmer because he's got the blonde hair going on right now. Before, I would agree with you, but... (laughs) (laughs) Why'd you go with the blonde hair? Back to the blonde hair. Yeah. Uh, I was trying to do white, and it was white for, like, one day. (laughs) And then it went blonde. Why don't you put, like, purple, like, like make it silver. That's what it was for one day. Mm. And um, it went (gasps) blonde, so... Light pink. Maybe I'm not... Amber, no. No, but but tell the people why the blonde hair. Um... A nice big reveal again. You always reveal the hair. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. I like it. It's like cool. It's content. Yeah. It, no, I don't know. Is it? Yeah, I guess it is. I, don't I know. personally like the blonde hair on you. Actually. Yeah, I think it, um, when I first got it, I think it like really matched my personality then. Probably not as much now. Mm-hmm. No, it does. But no, I think pe- does, people yeah. still remember you with the blonde hair. Yeah. 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 They're like, oh my god. My brother remembers you with the blonde hair. <laughs> <laughs> and I think. Um, on like a marketing aspect it's great for us mm-hmm. yeah like you gotta have well it, it's great because one it's like you know it stands out yeah but two like i keep changing my hair so often they're like who is this new person yeah so. <laughs> i think that after i saw you with the blonde last time and then it was just black i don't know why you just looked from like a kid that was trying too hard to such a wholesome boy so i prefer uh, not not just the all black, but like sometimes you dye it brown, right? That was like a while back, but yeah. That was my favorite hair. Was when you had it brown and curly and long. True. Uh, only at the top though. <laughs> He's like, I worked so hard for this. I mean, it looks it. great, but it's also yellow. But we'll work on it. Hey what do guys, you mean we'll work on it. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> we'll work on it. She wait, says you we... work on your hair. <laughs> wait, wait. You yeah, like she was just complaining right earlier that. She doesn't like when people tell her that every time she straightens it, yeah. like to keep it straight. She's yeah. Like, no, I like my natural. Yeah. Well, no, curls. I just don't like them. The same people who tell me that they like my curly hair, and then when they see it straight after a long time, they just see something different on me. They're like, "Oh, I think I really like this. Like, you should do this more often." Mm-hmm. I'm like, "No, I shouldn't. <laughs> Why am I damaging my hair?" But no, I thought I was saying that we can work on it because you said that you wanted white. Yeah, but I'm just like too lazy. Okay. All right. <laughs> um, guys, we're on our 98th episode. That's crazy. Wild. That's so exciting. Um, clearly, you guys are not excited. <laughs> <laughs> I want to like, yeah, let's go. Yeah. Okay, look at us. No, 98 episodes. Well, I know, Yo, I know that at, at home wild. or in the car, wherever people are listening, they're going wild right now. Yeah, they're they like they're can't even drive. They're like they're swerving. They're, swerving. they're like, oh my god, I just hit something. <gasps> Um, but you should be excited because on our hundredth episode, we will be doing a giveaway. No way! What's and the giveaway? <laughs> so, Woo! if you're listening right now, you can actually head to our Instagram page at Strange Flavors, and we have a um, a few pictures of some products, uh, Strange Flavors merch that you can win for free. Um, just select whatever you want. And tag three of your friends, and you can um, tag as many as you'd like. You can enter multiple times by tagging different friends, and that way you will win something, and we'll announce the winner on our hundredth episode. Yeah, and we're s- we're selecting at random. 
Yep. Yep. No, as uh, <laughs> what we prefer. The mo- the best looking. The yeah. best looking people you tag. The worst looking. <laughs> the best tags. No, it's gonna be. Also, d- don't tag like big pages. Tag like your friends. Oh, that doesn't count. I'm yeah. not. I'm literally gonna delete you if you try yeah. to tag, tag like at Dr- star. Yeah, last time people were like tagging like big pages. I'm like, bro, that's not gonna help you. No, out. tag your friends. Yeah, tag your friends. I'll yeah. tag for it too. Yeah, I don't mind. <laughs> Um, but yeah, that's a way of us saying, uh, you know, thank you back to. Um, Unless your all friend of our is a big page. Yeah, yeah. True. <laughs> then please tag. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, and you, if you want to get any of our merch, uh, including the Alif Theory merch, you can always head over to aliftheory.com/shop. That is linked in the bio. If you want custom-made designs uh, that benefit different things. Um, that's linked in the description again. Aliftheory.com/shop. I just want to mention that these giveaway items are like. Things that not many people have. It's not like we've sold these in bulk. So whatever you're getting is very unique. And so go try to get it. Exclusive. Oh, exclusive. Flash Flash one of those coasters right there. Oh, hello. Gang, gang. If you're Watch on, on YouTube. Switch over from audio to vi- visual. While you're driving. And, yeah, while you're driving. And so like that design on like pillows and different things, shirts, yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, so and cool. you'll be able to see the different designs on Instagram. So go ahead. Go over there, check it out, and tag yo friends. And also, share it on your story, just because. Amber, what did you get, by the way, for that Disney thing? When you, um, hmm? when you like, on Instagram, when you do, like, the which Disney, Disney character are you? What'd okay, you get? I got Belle, but I wanted Pumbaa. Didn't you get Dory? Yeah. Oh, wait, Dory. I got Dory, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Honestly, that, like, matches me really well, you know? Yeah, like, just dumb. <laughs> Forgets no, everything. Like, like... Just, like, short attention span has an overall goal but keeps forgetting it just kind of lost me and Dang. cute and cute don't forget cute and you know how like dory always like remembers like the pea sherbet whatever yeah that's like amber shouting out kashmir every like five minutes <laughs> <laughs> yo, or, ch- or, or chicken nuggets yo i didn't know it was ellen for like 10 years wait what dory. i knew right away yeah like i was a kid she's I been was, i didn't know trying who, like, to get finding dory off the gun for so long i didn't i didn't watch um ellen like when i was a kid yeah. but i knew of ellen and i knew that she was like this cool person hmm. so then i knew that like oh yeah. she actually we were in disney world and they showed us there like ellen voicing oh. dory hmm. yeah that's how i found wow. out um i know amber you didn't want to talk about this but i want to talk about it mm-hmm. like everywhere you're seeing on social media and stuff you're seeing world war three yeah and I feel like that's so, like, okay, but weird. But because they're not saying it in a serious way. No, they are. They are. I mean, I mean, they're all, they are. But then we were talking all... about like desensitization last time. Yeah. And I feel like this is the peak. Yeah. This is the peak. People casually throwing Can't get around worse, World right? War Three and memeing it. Yeah. And the sad thing is, like, I laughed at some of them, and I feel bad at laughing at some of them, but like, people are funny. I mean. With things like this, I don't. I get it. I get the meme stuff. Yeah. But I don't really think it's like that funny. Mm-hmm. I think that it's like more so just ridiculous, um, especially like the cause of it all. Yeah. And see, that's that's the problem that I, that's why I didn't want to talk about it. It's just that there's just so much. There's a lot to there's a lot to unpack, but I kind of want to take that's it. That's the problem. Yeah. I know that, but I just think that like it's so weird and like. Our president is tweeting out his ideas mm-hmm. and is like one of the weirdest things I find is like him flexing how much money he's spent on the military. Yeah. Right. Like for the longest time, I've always thought it's completely ridiculous that like America is into flexing 
the amount of money we spend on military because mm-hmm. we love to talk about the things that we don't have. We don't have clean water. We don't have, um, you know, so many different things, uh, homeless vets and this and that. And frankly, issues that, you know, don't affect us mm-hmm. sitting in this room. Uh, yeah. A lot of people that are listening that are we're all privileged. Right. So it doesn't really matter to us. But I know that it matters to a lot of other people, For sure. including his supporters. Right. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. a lot of his supporters are like white redneck people who like don't have jobs that are taking being taken by robots and like that are you know that are being affected by things like not clean water and like maybe not messed up infrastructures a lot of rednecks i know a lot of rednecks but the point i'm trying to make is it's people who had like labor work low income white trash frost yes (laughs) but there's a lot more than the low income i know but what i'm telling you is that population is like you know oh army this and that like support our vets this but like bro he's saying like oh we spent two trillion dollars on military jeez that's a big number i'm gonna put in quotation two trillion like that's a funny number bro right you can't fix homeless vets with that are you serious (laughs) right yeah so i just think that the idea of we spent this much money flexing money and weapons and yeah on that while these problems exist and like people Mm -hmm. that are against uh spending money and that are complaining about tax dollars this and that again like it doesn't really affect me it doesn't really affect us Mm -hmm. like on that on that note like i don't have military members in my family like that or anything like Mm -hmm. but do i care about people that are suffering yeah do i wish that those problems would go away um yeah but i know that they can go away and i know that that it's like, like on an intellectual basis, I think war and like countries fighting is just so interesting to me because it's the idea of very few people having disagreements and large numbers of people who are uninvolved getting hurt. That's easy to say, right? Like it's it's easy to say we shouldn't have war we shouldn't fight right no i know i know that's a very naive stance to take no no but like but it's important to understand that military is important for defense for sure for yeah. sure for defending right yeah. and 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 principle and uh and ethics of a lot of things even if you take religion into account a lot of uh basis of you know war and fighting is like defend but what has happened here in the iran case is like it's like it's like me t- telling uh you that okay i thought that shamir was gonna punch me so i punched him first right that's not that's That's not not defending that's not defending that's not defending and that's exactly what happened here and by the way if you look at the history of the way that america has been involved in war Mm -hmm. uh, they lied to us about vietnam Mm -hmm. they lied to us about iraq and if you think that they're telling us the truth about what's going on in iran you're dumb bro yeah Yeah, that's all that's all i wanted to say about this um and just to like Okay, like just, you know, memes just know are gonna that happen. Even even locally, like we haven't trusted anything that Trump said on average. What he like lies thirteen times a day or something. Yeah. So like, it's why a, should we believe? It's any- not a Trump thing though. I understand. It's it's, it's yeah. the Clintons. It's it's Barack mm-hmm. Obama. I know it goes deeper. Like I'm just talking about American general. The way that like it's stupid that we think that it's cool to flash that this is how much we're spending on. He spends millions of dollars on military parades. Millions of dollars can literally save so much 
like even if you think about for example what's going on in australia i mean right he now, could right? take a that couple wildfire. less golf trips and save a lot of money too just saying yeah i mean like money there people don't understand that money like the government has an endless supply of money right that if you think that you need money to fix what's going on in america we don't have it because we're in debt or something no. like you don't know what's going on right we have all the money to fix all of these things we would just rather spend it on keeping other people down so that we stay up and like imagine what we could do with civilization advancement technology and like yeah just just so much overall and i was saying the example of like australia and what's going on with the wildfires like if we really cared about what's going to happen to our future we know that the whole world needs to be in unison for us to to live past a certain year yeah. we're in 2020 right now but we don't know what it's going to be like in 2030 and 40 and mm -hmm. on so like australia is gonna affect the rest of the world yeah. right. the wildfires that are going there in california everything that's happening on an environmental basis is gonna affect all of us and it For does sure. affect all of us mm -hmm. and it has affected all of us yeah even looking back at like you know bringing a war back into it what america did to japan people are still suffering with what happened in uh hiroshima and yeah still. uh still like the yeah. All of that, even um, our last guest was talking about that, like how there's areas that you're not supposed to go to. And there's like, you know, just think about like what we've done. But but now looking at it, like what we could prevent. Yeah. And if you want to spend two trillion dollars on on war and, and making the world a worse place to live. And and what does war do? It increases poverty It increases uh, or, or it like worsens the environment. Like there's so much to it. Yeah. There's people that lose so much and not just. Like, I'm thinking about also the people that are going to war from America. Yeah. Um, those people don't find the memes funny. Yeah. Right. The people that, like, are about to, mm -hmm. you know, have a family member. Also, friend, I just think that we there. have the luxury of making those memes. Meanwhile, people in Iran are, it's just actually, are actually yeah. worried. We're so yeah. privileged, right? Like, We're over again, here like, like oh, it's, yeah. sometimes it's funny, but I just think that the overall idea of, like, what we believe in as our and like the pe things that people cheer on mm -hmm. war yeah it's weird it's weird it's so weird it's whack <laughs> okay i want to introduce uh today's guest uh because this is extremely exciting and probably one of the uh, most unique guests we've ever had yeah but also one of the um questions at the end when we asked their flavor one of those that i've been anticipating so <sighs> this will be fun um the stranger today is a celebrity chef who has built a unique brand for himself. Uh, he has an inspiring come up story and a beautiful take on culture. So we're very excited for you to hear this one. Um, everybody, please welcome One Pan Papi. I used to, yeah. you know, do a little bit of music, so I learned the sound of my voice. It wasn't what I expected it to sound like when I rap, but it is what it is. <laughs> no, one pan poppy. That's a, is that a? OPP, is that where that you comes from? Me. One pan poppy. Like, is that your rap name? Rap name? Nah, that one pan poppy. Case I started with one pan, and then one pan what? grew into a whole thing. A humble beginning. It really was. What about the poppy part? The poppy? Hey. <laughs> <laughs> hey. Humble. No, what's the song you have? Uh, pretentious, pretentious and humble. Yeah. That's like that. Yeah. One yeah. pan poppy, like humble, but yo. 
we could really get it. Yeah, yeah. you know what I'm saying? You got to be humble, but you also got to stunt. Yeah. Um, can you hold it up just a little bit higher? Yeah, yeah. I'm better now? Yeah. All right, cool. Um, when you walked in here into the house, yeah. you were smelling some things. Yeah. You're a chef. Yeah. I want to test you real quick. All right. <laughs> Let's see if you can guess what was being cooked. And it's Amber's going to confirm this. Do you know what was being cooked? Uh, yeah. I have no idea. Oh, you know let's, what's being cooked? But I, I can't smell. You know that. Well, let's just see what he says. Okay. What do you well, think, what do you think is going on? A little bit of cinnamon, I think. Some grandma sala. Uh, I think I also smell probably a little bit of curry, maybe a little bit of turmeric. Um, That's so safe. That's so safe, right? I mean, no, no I mean, but he's probably right. That's like me walking into like a Mexican house and be like, "Yeah, it's taco, some taco." No, it's like, <laughs> was I right or wrong, though? Was I right or wrong? Points well, on the board do, or not? We do put that in everything, yeah. so I mean, yeah. it's not wrong. But what I was actually smelling cooking, I couldn't tell if it was like beef or chicken, but it's definitely it's not like a protein. But I only got like a quick smell. I was trying to go into mm -hmm. the kitchen, but they rushed me upstairs. See, see, he said he said it's a protein, so he knows that it's not Indian, for the most part. Mm -hmm. yeah. Okay. Like because we put like meat vegetarian? in everything. Yeah. Vegetarian. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there you go. So check mark. Was he right? Yeah. I mean, I, I would yeah. say he has it. Yeah. I would give it to him. No, that was pretty impressive. That's he said masala. Yeah. Give me my points. Give me my points, my boy. I give you the points. He check said masala. Check mark. Check mark. Like I think he just wins all. But also, like we're always impressed with anything. Like someone says anything. As soon as he said garam masala, I saw your face. You're like. <gasps> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's cool. Um, so what no, was being cooked? You know what I'm saying? I actually don't know. Yeah, it's probably gosht. Like Meat. Meat. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> with with everything that you that said, you in, said it, probably. in it, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So then, uh, yeah, one pan poppy. When did you come up with that name? Oh, uh, the name came up about a year, two years ago. It was like a nickname kind of thrown at me. I used to start off on Snapchat. Mm -hmm. uh, I was cooking everything in a black iron cast skillet. Uh, whole dinners, so you just cook everything, put it in the pan, put it in the oven. Is this the very beginning? The or? very, very beginning of like me really starting to cook. To cook. So mm -hmm. my cooking process just came apart of my period when I was like pretty depressed in life. I didn't mm -hmm. really know where I wanted to go. So cooking, I think, is one of the greatest forms of self love mm -hmm. that you can have. And if you start caring about what you put in your body, you gonna care about just how you move in life. Mm -hmm. And with that. It continued to grow and to continue to grow into this process. So it started just with me just cooking at home by myself. And I'm just sticking chicken in the pan, you know, some potatoes, some vegetables. And it just started getting slower and slower popping. And people, people call me one pan poppy. It's like, yeah. That's awesome. Mostly, I feel like when people are really depressed, they will eat a lot of junk food and. Mm hmm that's their way of coping with it and you did the opposite, you, did the opposite. you yeah. went for like the healthy route so i was eating junk food sugar fast food just anything i can get my hand on and what i realized i was spending a lot of money and that was actually making me more depressed than anything which mm. is like you just come home spend eight dollars fifteen dollars on some fast food some fried food you don't really care for it, you don't really eat it then you're reheating it in the morning it was just a horrible way to really be living Ew, reheated fast food oh, man, <laughs> burgers with the it's not it's not the way it's not the yeah. way so you were like i can make something better with the same eight dollars well i could save my money first i don't know if i can make it better <laughs> but i can save my money sure and then you know you can buy things at bulk of the grocery store you know sometimes like um i'll take uh, chatpata, which is like ramen noodles, mm -hmm. and uh, I'll put like some vegetables, some mm -hmm. like eggs in there, and it tastes like it tastes good. <laughs> right, mm -hmm. right. So you can you can get creative with that stuff. Mm -hmm. I saw Kylie Jenner doing it, and I was like, 
Man, now it's gonna be a thing. That's your inspiration. Oh, it's, it's been a thing. No, oh, you did it before. I, I did it before, okay. and then I saw Kylie on Twitter was like putting egg in ramen, mm-hmm. yeah. and then everyone was like, "Oh my god, a creative genius!" <laughs> I'm like, "Damn, bro, you ruined I everything mean, for me." Most brown people don't just cook ramen, and then they're like, "Okay, like Maggie noodles, they can't just cook noodles and then just eat it. You got to add a little yeah. something, even onion." Yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, Green mm-hmm. ours comes there. with like the little, little something, goes the little salt way. packets, mm-hmm. not salt, but like spice packets, mm-hmm. and it's never enough. Yeah. You need like two of them. So then sometimes I'll take a packet from another one, and then my brother will be like. Yeah. Or you can just add more from the cabinet. Yeah, it's true. Some hot sauce. Um, so okay, so you're depressed. You're going through this, and as much as you can give us, like you know, what what comes after that up to, you know, you being this consistency. So it's just really just consistency. So me. But did you know like that? Oh, this is this is, this is going to be hell, my hell calling. Nah, hell no. Nah. It was really <laughs> I was I had a completely different job. I had a different completely different like life path that I was trying to go on. Mm-hmm. Um, we just kept eating. I just kept cooking and that came into friends like, "Hey, let me come over and eat with you." All right, cool. So we did that. Um, and I really started to see people wanting starting to look at me like a chef and started asking me advice about food. And I was like, "Yeah, I know how to cook. I can teach you how to make this." Mm-hmm. So I started giving recipes out. Mm-hmm. It went from Snapchat to Instagram, and for a while it just was a regular Instagram. And finally, changed my name on Instagram to One Pan Poppy. Mm-hmm. And then from there, we really decided, "Yo, let's really start cooking. We really start taking pictures better." Uh, we really decided that we wanted to go this route. We decided we weren't going to start selling plates. We were going to put ourselves at this level because it's the level that you're we saying to we start. a lot. Is it was it you and other people, or you're just talking about like? Well, it was a lot of me to begin with, but everything I do, I get a lot of love from a lot of people. Okay. I talk to a lot of my friends. Um, everything's never just me, so it's always like. You know, I'm taking advice from here. So I feel it just would be inappropriate to say me. This was all me because it's not. So you felt like you were building some sort of like a community type empire. Yeah, a platform. I was building a platform with something we've always wanted to build was a platform Mm. to give something everyone an ability to express themselves. Mm. There's a thing that I like food, art, media. I like fashion. I like philanthropy, all these different aspects. But food is the centerpiece to yeah. everything that I've been going on because food allows you to start talking. We started came into this conversation with like some great conversation about food, yes, and about seasons and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, it just opens you up and you yeah. can go from there. And like, um, did you did you feel like um, you were did it did it kind of like boost your ego a little bit as well when when you were coming out of the depressed stage? Because when you cook for somebody, I feel like it's a very intimate thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so did that help you? overcome that aspect that you were going through before i think one of the greatest ways to get out of depression is self-love and then from self-love you'll start to show love mm. and in that process of showing love i think cooking is one of the best ways you can show love you mm. open up your home you're really giving your heart to someone every time you cook especially if you're cooking for real you know mm. you're really seasoning it up you're doing a little bit like this you tell me oh i'm from this area so I'm not gonna cook it how I normally do it this way. I'm gonna do it a little bit this way because I know you're gonna like it a little bit better that way. Oh, mm-hmm. and then you can connect with people's cultures and mm-hmm. things like that. I always ask everyone where they're from and where you, you know it's going. I can cook a steak a thousand different ways. Everyone yeah. can cook a thing a thousand different ways. I like to cook it your way. Wow. That's awesome. You do know? you uh, look online for like inspirations on how to like increase your the way you cook something? Of course. You know I'm always looking at different ways, but the cultures that I came from and the cultures that I've met have really more so influenced it. So I grew up like in a Jamaican commune. So a lot of Montserrat, Antiguans, and Jamaicans influenced my style. Mm. A lot of island flavors. 
Um, one of my first girlfriends was Puerto Rican, so that's where I learned ceviche from. That's where I learned a lot about um, mofongo, um, just uh, a lot of uh, Latin flavors from there. Mm. And then moving on, my mother's from Louisiana, so that's heavily influences everything. That's Creole, that's Cajun, that's French, that's Native American, all those flavors banged together. And then my father worked at restaurants for a while while he was going to law school. That's perfect. And I noticed he said girlfriends. You must have pulled a lot of girls. You must feed a lot of women. That's, that's, that has to be the most romantic thing, right? Like cooking for people. Oh my gosh, he posts memes all the times on his story where he's like, he'll like cross out things that like talk about for girls, but he'll cross them out and be like, feed your girl. Talk it'll, about it. It'll be like, take care of your girl. He'll be like, talk feed her. It. Hashtag keep her fed 2020. Hey. <laughs> we, we're going. Wait, why only 2020? Why not before? Because I'm, you know, I'm trying to go for election. <laughs> <laughs> Elect me. I'm going for president. <laughs> Bobby for president. This year. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. But do you, like, on a serious note, do you feel, you know, like a more sort of romantic thing when, when you're doing it for girls and, and do they feel so the irony an expectation? Is that I really never really cook for most of my girlfriends. Really? Wow. Uh, Wait, is that. What is that fear? Is that they already just, could cook, and I just I'm humble, and I just don't say anything. So oh. you just eat Are like you food. ever eating their meals, and you're like, I know how to make this better? All the time. <laughs> I will not say that. <laughs> yeah. That's cool of you, though. Yeah, that's really you know, cool. That, so you just that you're not like, hey, I can cook this. Why don't you guys like cook together, though? I will. So okay. if she wants to do, a lot of time women will let me do the protein. So like if it's a steak or something like that, mm -hmm. I'll do that and they'll do all the okay. sides. Cool. Or she's just cooking, like I'll come in the kitchen, help out. Main thing I do is always warm the plates up. That's how I was taught to <laughs> set the table. <laughs> she goes to wash her hands. She's like, put some spices in it. She's like, no, well, she has her pocket. <laughs> yeah, but she's this not is looking. so good. What did you do? <laughs> she's not looking. You know, He's like Remy salty. from uh, Ratatouille. <laughs> <laughs> do you love that movie? Yeah, it was a great movie. I'd, I'm thinking of other ones that are like I feel like uh, Chef or just cooking movies in general are always good like there's that one there's the the food truck one Spanglish is actually my favorite Spanglish it's um, Adam Sandler it's an old one yeah. it's Adam Sandler Paz Vega Paz Vega um, he was a chef in his life it's more so about his life than about uh -huh. the food but it mixes two together because food is his passion and his love but him and his wife is just growing out of love and then him and this other woman come into this house together and they have this great understanding and this great love of each other without ever acting on that love which I thought was like beautiful yeah you know there's always that there's always that aspect yeah. of connecting people mm -hmm. there was this one it was based off a true story of like this uh, this Indian family that moves to Paris mm -hmm. it's called a hundred feet something something like that uh, across the street and they were like you know kind of racist towards them and they were like why are you in Paris this and that and then like the the son and the daughter in that family like they start cooking together and stuff and they make this like family restaurant and it's a beautiful story but uh there's the food truck one as well the guy who directed iron man oh yeah that was <laughs> what i love that one that's a really good one that's right? a good one i love the relationship Always between him and his son like son, that's yeah. great like understanding. he made that grilled cheese oh um, and the that cubano. was the what is it a cubano okay yeah 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 that was like the best grilled cheese i've ever seen anyways um <laughs> you okay, know, so you're gonna obsess when people keep saying grilled cheese it's cubano <laughs> Cubano. Cubano. Sorry. It's a it was grilled cheese though. Like it's cheese. Is that it's like a panini, like they, they sear it. So there is cheese on it, there's a uh, ham. No, no, no. So that's what they were making in the truck. I'm yeah. talking about like oh, when the, he was just in the yeah, morning, he yeah, just yeah. like, Hey dad, can I have a grilled cheese? And my man like he brings out every quick. flavor of cheese and he's like it yeah. just looked really good. 
it was the sound and everything was also like done really well that's why it sounded good hmm. um but how, yeah like how far have you I, been how long have you been cooking for and like making it a thing so like even the snapchat days how long has it been since then 2015 2016 is when okay. i kind of like started cooking so but i've been cooking re- like pretty quickly yeah, yeah. Oh. i probably did everything that's happened that you're seeing me now it's probably the last five months july 15th for real, for real. wow mm. and talk about that like um for people that don't know for example like you're you're a celebrity chef now mm-hmm. right so who are some of the celebrities you've cooked for oh uh, my favorite and the biggest one i always got to put on is portia williams portia williams mm. did a lot for me she decided to really advertise me and push me to this next level Okay. After that, Jadena has been a huge fan and a huge supporter, and every time he's in Atlanta, he always looks out for me. Okay, um, so that real quick, that's a good example of like somebody who has a uh, an African taste. He's mm-hmm. Nigerian, right? Yeah. So is that somebody who like you'll try to cook for in their way? Because he's probably used to that type of food. He's more so open into whatever I'm about to cook. Oh, wow. okay. He's, awesome. he's, he's a really humble guy. He really just likes to explore and live life. Um, very passionate, awesome guy to talk to about mm. things. Um, but for the most part, he's just on his own thing is he don't eat cheese. <laughs> okay. So. That's like his one request. He's like, make whatever the... you want, just don't no eat cheese. cheese. No cheese. <laughs> just that. not cheese or dairy? Uh, just not cheese. Hmm. I wonder why. Yeah. Um, who else? Uh, Vince Vaughn, uh, Lil Mo from out of here to Baltimore. Vince Vaughn, like the actor. Rest- Vince Vaughn, that actor. Oh, wait, I was thinking of Vince <laughs> McMahon. <laughs> from WWE. Vince Vaughn, the actor. Vince Wedding Crashes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was the one I was like starstruck about. Like, that's okay. the only time I've ever been starstruck about anyone. And how does that work? I see, uh, like, DJ Khaled, for example, with his chef, the way that he kind of treats hers, like, with the utmost respect. And he's always, like, putting her on. I don't know if he changed or whatever, but, um, like, do you communicate with them a lot? Uh, or do you they just like kinda order like... you from somewhere or like? So certain people I have are clients. Mm-hmm. So those are like easy. So Portia Williams and Jenna, they were like specifically clients. And then I have other people in the city. Like you do them on like a weekly basis? Usually a monthly basis. I usually people go on a retainer, a monthly retainer. You go to them and cook there or like how does that work? It's whatever they really want to prefer. So Wait, what do you, you cook for a month? Mm-hmm. How do you cook oh, for wow. a month? Well, it's like oh, freezer foods, freezer food or meal prep or whatever they want to do. Uh, if they just want dinners or anything. But the way I look at it is you got to look at it as like a business. So if you set yourself up to sell one plate, that's the only thing you sold. Mm-hmm. I sell my time and everything I can do for you. Mm-hmm. So beyond me just cooking for your food, I'm writing your whole flavor profile and everything you do in, that, in between it. I'm coming up with a whole new diet. Everyone in your house is going to have their own plover pile and food. So even when I leave, I can sell you this information. You can keep going and do what you want to do. Monthly pan pop. <laughs> and you care a lot about how it looks, too, because I've seen you take a lot of trips to Restaurant Depot or whatever and get fresh flowers and put them all over yeah. the meal. So what is that? Like you like the presentation? For presentation is everything. So for a while, no one was eating my food. It was just promo. It was a good nine months of just promo work. I was just showing my entire catalog of everything I can cook and everything I can do. And the main thing, since you can't taste it, you have to see it. And people eat with their eyes for the most part. And it's such a visual hmm. and also experience. Okay, so <laughs> I think everybody in our culture just missed over that step. Yeah. Our food and, and does not, not look, look good. good at all. It does not. No. Can you, can you make our food look better? It's just not plated well. It looks good. It's just not plated well. You can plate okay. it a little bit different. It'll be like okay. curry and stuff like that, just generally, a lot of people think it looks like a number two, you know? Mm-hmm. like Or 
regurgitation. Yeah. <laughs> but if, I guess if it's plated right, I mean. Yeah, yeah I mean, the thing plated. is, we don't really know how to, like, set things up properly. And most of your food is uh, family style. So that's also different, that's too. So a lot of times you'll have your foods in, like, big bowl here, big bowl here, big bowl here. So when you do throw it onto your plate, it's becomes it's, a little bit It's not a delicacy. Yeah, yeah it's it becomes more of a smorgasbord. <laughs> we, we go to a restaurant, we order, like, something expensive, and it has, like, a little flower on it or something. My parents would freak out they'd be like what is this mm-hmm. we need food yeah that's we do because it, that's because they'll put like the small little like three peas whatever and all of us are about like yeah let's eat like yeah, it's go yeah. time yeah. So. yeah um when you when somebody hires you mm-hmm. like do, are they uh specifically hiring you for like flavor but also like them to get better nutrition from their day or do they just like want better food Usually uh, better food, consistent. If they want to go to the diet route, we can always do that. I have a nutritionist on team. Um, we can get your blood work done, and we can talk making a real diet and a real process to move forward. Also, I have fitness experts on my team, and I can link that all together wow. if you really want to have like that experience. If you just want to eat better food or, let's say, more flavorful food, we can do that too. Yeah, it absolutely sounds like a service more than yeah. like, you know, if I want this food, if I'm craving this, then I'll go to him. So that's really cool that you set it up that way. Um, who are some of your inspirations um, when it comes to chefs or anything? I mean, of course, you have the big one, Gordon Ramsay. Like, I really just love how <laughs> he yells he at just, everyone. Yeah, I like, I like his personality because he's really passionate. Yeah. Now, like the way he yells on people and stuff like that, that's like TV. That's not really going to happen in real life. He's so sweet but, to kids, though. Huh? He's so sweet to kids. He is. He yeah. is. Because that's how you can tell how he really is. It's like a TV thing. You got to like show your personality. Mm-hmm. But is he a good chef? Yeah, he's a phenomenal chef. Like, he really knows what he's talking about. He really cares. Because we see mixed things about that, like, online. Some people are like, oh, he doesn't actually know what he's doing and stuff. And I don't know what to believe. Well, the thing about cooking is there's a thousand ways to cook Mm. everything. And that's why I always talk to people about your flavor profiles. Mm. So I can cook a lamb the way I want to cook it. It's going to be extremely spicier. It's going to have a lot more flavor, a lot more punch to it. You might not like it. You might just say, oh, that's a little hot. So that's why I talk to you about your flavor profile. And we're going to cook it the way you want. And I can cook it like four or five different ways out of the ways you just told me how you want it. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. so that's the biggest thing when it comes to chefs and a lot of cooking is a lot of ego, a lot of like my way is the best way to do it. And it's like, that's a way to do it. Hmm. It's probably a top tier way to do it, but it's still a way to do so it. So then how do you feel about the shows that are critiquing people how, how to cook? Um, to me, the biggest thing when it comes about critiquing people at cook is cooking times. So it's like, as long as it's warm, hot, and cooked correctly, mm-hmm. that's the only thing I really ever cook over here about. Seasoning, as long as it's not over-seasoning, that's always a problem. But you want to go light on seasoning, I can understand that too, because some people actually just like the flavor of the raw food. Mm-hmm. Some people don't want all that on it. And it's just things you got to kind of talk to each person. There has to be a bias, right? Like, especially with the judges, like, I yeah. mean... I would have a bias as far mm-hmm. as like what I like. Well, I want it spicy. I want it sweeter, you know, all that. So so when it comes to that, it's almost like, uh, I don't know how to put it. Uh, I don't know, skateboarding maybe, where you're just looking for the actual technique. It's not really so more about the flair and what you're wearing, which is what we call it as the flavor. Mm-hmm. It's about the technique. The chicken was cooked crispy on the skin. It's sliced properly. Yeah, okay. The sauce has a perfect balance. The texture to that is right. And then you'll finally, at the very end, get to the flavor profile. And that's where the bias comes in. But mm-hmm. the real part, if you're a proper judge, you're doing it on the, um, the merits of the uh, technical side of it. That actually makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Is, a, uh, is Salt Bay a bluff? I've heard mixed things about Salt Bay. I have not had a chance to hear that, but um, I hear he does his own thing and it's been working well for him. 
It's just salt, bro. <laughs> no, I think it, I think it's, it's the, meat the meat cutting right? technique. The meat cutting technique, yeah. the mm-hmm. way he the lays flare. it down. <laughs> but then he like pours a lot of that. Uh, I guess the meat juice, the butter, the oil is yeah. back on it. So I don't know. And again, with all that, when it comes to cooking, like there's a lot of biases. There's a lot of people who just like, yo, this is the only way to cook mm-hmm. a steak. This is the only way to do that. And I'm just like, if it makes them happy. It makes you happy, like you're happy. I mean, and that's kind of how you started, like, too, is, mm-hmm. is by having food make you happy. So the only thing about steaks I'll probably say is I think reverse sear steak is, like, the only way to properly do a good, like, filet mignon. So what is that? What is that? It means you go into the oven first for about, like, 280 degrees for about 20 minutes. And that'll get you a nice medium rare. And then from there, you get your skillet hot. And you just sear it on there and get the crisp to it. That way it's cooked perfectly to mm. you. And then you butter bath and everything like that. But I don't like to cook my steak all the way on it because I think it's like burning the food. Well, speaking about meat, you tend to choose a lot of seafood. Like you yeah. cook, I would say like what, like 70 to 80% of the food you cook is seafood? Yeah, we're in Baltimore, so I feel like we got to take advantage of that. Mm-hmm. And second, as a businessman, seafood is the most expensive thing that you can have. So mm-hmm. it makes sense to be in that margin. Mm-hmm. I can master chicken, but then I'm mastering a lower profit margin. And mm-hmm. now I got to go for more sales. I was going to ask, like, do you cook all price ranges of food? Like, Yeah, I, I do. Okay, but, but you mostly go for the higher target. For the higher end. So stuff like for, let's say I'm selling, like, uh, my Sunday menus. Mm-hmm. That's the type of thing that's going to be more so, like, the high-end stuff. If you pay for my time as a client, I don't care what you buy because my time is already paid for. You can make your ingredients cost whatever you want. Mm-hmm. What's the most expensive, like, dish you've made, per se? Ooh... Uh, we did some wild stuff with some sea bass. So sea bass is an expensive fish. So they wanted sea bass, and they wanted shrimp, scallops. They wanted lobster tail, and they wanted some New York strips. So that was a pretty expensive meal for them. <laughs> they had a great time. Wow. I'll tell you that. I feel like when I see those videos on, um, like now this or whatever, or BuzzFeed on YouTube, a lot of that stuff doesn't look good. Like sometimes they'll just take wings and then spray gold on it or something you know about that that 24 karat gold the yeah. biggest thing that's going on right now. what are your thoughts about that like when you just put gold that, on like gold uh gold uh, what's Chicken it called wings. sauce yeah. on mm-hmm. on a sunday yeah well we live in like the social media world now yeah. so like now it's a lot of a uh, clout or cat as people <laughs> like to say so like that's a you know just a clout kind of cat thing mm-hmm. to do just i'll cook some normal stuff and then throw this $50 like sauce on it. Nah, I don't do 24K. Goldfish. <laughs> uh, nah, I don't do that. That's what I feel like. That's what I was going to say about Salt Bay. It feels like, uh, although his pictures and like his story is incredible of like, mm-hmm. you know, where he started and all that, it, it, he realized it quickly became like a, a thing that everybody wanted to see and, and mm-hmm. witness. And he capitalized off of it instantly where he was like, just off of that video. Remember Mm -hmm. the first video? Off of that, there was like murals painted. Mm -hmm. And then there's restaurants open, like, I think a few months after that in, Mm -hmm. uh, where was it? Miami. Wasn't there like one in New York York, or something? So many. And across the world too, they have like, like restaurants in different countries. Yeah. Well, I mean, like it's a, it's a smart business plan. Mm -hmm. So I'm sure. sure. When you find a lane, you got to like, you know, take advantage of that situation. I know that making my food look good is my thing that I do. I take really good pictures of my food. So that's all about plating for myself. So even yeah. if I'm serving random people on a paper plate, it's still going to be plated as properly as possible because that's what you expect from me. Yeah. His thing is the salt, and that became his signature thing. Hmm. We were talking about uh, bias earlier. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I want to have you, based off of what you know and what you like, 
rank cultures based off of their food. Just give me like the top three or five of what you think has the most sort of like vibrant taste. I want the taste bottom to... too as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is a trouble Italian. This is a trouble. <laughs> That's for me. Bottom is Italian. Yeah. Okay, Except no, let, pizza. You go. You go. Sorry. Uh, uh, favorite <laughs> Latin food. Like Latin food is mm. my heart. I love it. It's really because the versatility of it. So you can get real fancy with Latin food, but I came from a poorer side, so I love street food. And what they can do with street food just is like amazes me. Mm. And I just love how it's a really well balanced food. So it's always a protein, there's always a vegetable, and then there's always a grain. It's very simple, mm -hmm. but it feeds you properly. And here in America, a lot of times that we have food, it's not a proper meal. Right. So a lot of fast food, just fried chicken, and, and then you just got like fried, 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 fried fries, fries, French fries. Fried fries, French fries. There's a word in there. There was a word in there. We was going to figure it out. It was like fried fries. Fried Maybe he forgot there's like, a word for that. It like, changes batteries. How do you quick. fry the fries? But, um, <laughs> Street just, food is often like some of the best, the best food that it is. whenever yeah. you travel, it's always, mm -hmm. whenever we go to Pakistan, that's the first thing we have, although it makes me yeah. sick immediately. Yeah, and I'm sick for like two weeks after yeah, that. Because it's very local and it's probably been washed in local water yeah, and all that stuff. Yeah, you can't have the water and yeah. the dairy and stuff. But so you got Latin. On top. Latin, and then I usually have to go straight to Jamaica right after that because mm. I love jerk and I love the spices that come with it. I love islandy. I love the fruit. They cook with a lot of fruit in there. So like mixing some mango or some hungry. papaya. <laughs> <laughs> Mix a little mango papaya or something. Like that's just amazing. The fruits were incredible in yeah. Jamaica. That was good. Do you well, think, and the jerk chicken. Do you think like I became a fan. Uh, Jamaican restaurants here can make the same jerk sauce over like they do in actual jamaica most of the jamaican restaurants out here is like american jamaican yeah. so like, <laughs> did you have a bad experience yeah. <laughs> like i didn't i don't like the jerk sauce here but yeah. when we went to jamaica i really liked it's it. like a real jerk yeah. sauce like that's the difference so there's a lot of things even when i cook other cultures food there's a thing of appropriation that i feel Ooh. very uncomfortable about so i master my lane there's appropriation in cooking as well hell yes what hell huh. yes is that annoying i mean i think it's disrespectful but is on what it, level? Like you're supposed to know, I feel like, as a chef. Uh, paying homage to someone's food style is one thing, but then trying to run their whole style is a different okay, thing. Okay, okay. That makes yeah. sense. You know what I'm saying? Like if you were to open up like a an Indian restaurant. It's wild. I should never do that. I, could have <laughs> an, I may have an Indian dish on there that I really worked really hard on there and then talked to real Indians about it. Mm -hmm. And someone from there you know what i'm saying using Someone's inspiration mom, rather than like inspiration and then if i'm it. really trying to do like a traditional dish from there i'm not trying to do an americanized version i want it to feel like people from there are going to feel this so like i need mm. to understand the real routine and the real process of it mm. and there's a lot of like american just factory line and people's food and stuff like there that. there are people that respect. do that though like even yeah. on that uh there was a popular i think netflix show that it was like people from all different countries mm. i forget what it's called it was really good uh they compete for you know whatever oh, yeah, yeah. and like for example there was actually he did talk about this there was a guy that had like a uh, a japanese restaurant i believe mm -hmm. he was a white guy and he got some flack for it but at the end of the day for me personally if i go in there and for example if it's like desi food it's pakistani food or something if it tastes like what i want then i, I personally wouldn't care but i see yeah. yeah what you mean because there's a lot of people that would be like this guy running this thing. Yeah, so it's it's a fine line, and I think you gotta be very careful when you start hopping to other people's cultures mm -hmm. when you cook their food. Yep, Give me a third. Is, okay. You All got right. Latin, Jamaican. 
let's go for let's go Indian. Let's go, yeah. baby. <laughs> we made it. Now I'm curious about what dishes. My favorite dishes, really? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, we're definitely going Shana Masala. Off rip every day. Okay. All the time. What Need masala? Chana masala. Chana Chana masala. masala. Every time. That and steak is just my happiest thing in the world. Steak? steak. Yes. I know it's a little like, see, this is why you get in trouble because <laughs> 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 I've been doing things off the go. But he didn't say Pakistan either. He said Indian and then he said steak. Yeah. Yeah. You know what cows mean in India. I understand the irony of everything I'm saying. But yeah. That's break, interesting. Though, I break yeah. a lot of rules. I get in a lot of trouble. Little Trinidad hates me right now because I did some things I wasn't supposed to do. I made a Ooh. double waffle. What? Yeah. Like, like two waffles on top of each other? No, like, a, you know what a double is? Like the pastries oh. that they made, the turmeric like pastry with the shot of masala in it. I made that into a waffle instead and then put Shana Masala on. They was upset with me. I mean, that sounds like, that sounds Unique. like fun. Like, it you're, does. like you're having fun with it, the food. I do, but they get upset when I start breaking rules. <laughs> That's funny. What's um, bottom two? What's like the food that you just aren't a fan of? Ooh, uh, 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 uh. Oh, that's a tough one. Let's see who, I don't really You're like, I, I love all food. There's gotta be they... some cultures that are bland. Yeah. And not not that you can spice them up, not that you can spice them up, but like that that type of food you would typically steer clear from, like eating it. I stay away from pasta a lot. I don't stay away See? from like. I told you. I told you. I said Italian. It's, it's, it's why is that too many carbs? It's just boring to yeah. me. It's just like a big pool of sauce and food and Pretty just sweet, like yeah. yeah, English food. I can't. Yeah, that's that's a culture that I like like UK yeah. or. American, like English American. I'm not English UK food. Like same. That yeah. was so bland. It was so bad. The th the funny thing about like going to London or something is that you're never eating, like food that is made by English people. You're always eating food their from culture. different cultures. Yeah, yeah. So I and think Indian food that. is like one of the most popular things there. Probably mm -hmm. yeah. just because they have that huge Cause of flavor. Because yeah. a lot of their food is extremely bland. Yeah. And extremely Yo, the fish and chips. It's, like it was just wait actually I actually like fish and chips I mean it's nice but like it could have had way more flavor yeah for sure like for sure it's just but it's, you just gotta you look at sauces. the area the area is yeah. a cold area they don't got like a lot of vegetation there's not a lot yeah. of things to grow out there so mm. like how much variety can you have out there so for sure you you make this uh, you said you don't like pasta but you make this like salmon pasta and it looks really good though oh yeah it's one of the signatures they love that dish uh, <laughs> <laughs> he took like something he doesn't like and he's just like, yo, this is how you do it. Yeah. yeah we kicked a lot of flavor in that. So it's a tomato, <laughs> garlic, cool. roasted Alfredo. That's dope. Wow. That's crazy. Um, so earlier, uh, before we started the podcast, you were spilling your passion out. Yeah. You said that this is more to me than, you know, you, like this goes beyond being a chef. So like, talk about the purpose of this thing uh, to us. Like, why do you, why do you do all this? What, what is the end result you're sort of like, you know, reaching for here? Me personally, I'm looking for freedom, and, and when I say freedom, it's like I'm just looking to live my life the way I want without any type of attachments to a title. We live in this world where everyone feels like you gotta be this or that, like you have to be this perfect husband, you have to be this perfect job, like you know you gotta be this perfect son or daughter, and it's more than that. You're not everyone's so more multifaceted than this one thing that's labeled that they give us to. So the freedom I'm looking for is the freedom to live my life how I want to. I'm gonna be a chef these four or five years and then maybe I wanna go do philanthropy for the next few years. Maybe I wanna go become a rapper or whatnot. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, I've set my life up in a way where I'm not have to be in one area 
and I don't wait for anything to be my one source of income. I feel like what you've already achieved is something that a lot of people might be reaching for and dreaming of, which is I want to be able to cook for celebrities. I want to be making fancy foods and exploring cultures and traveling and making money. So uh, why is that in, not enough? I mean, that's that's a that's a hard question to say why that not enough, because that's I feel like I'm more than that. If mm. that and if that's what you want in life. You know, there's no disrespect to that. You know what I'm saying? That's your goal. That's your main heart. That's the thing that you're going for. Right. My main goal in life is pretty much to put other people on. It's to put this giant platform where everybody can eat. Um, one of my hashtags is always, everybody eats big. Everything we do, everyone in my team, we always trying to flip it back so everyone can get some. If you are a fitness person, you know what I'm saying? I'm going to make sure that I reach out to you before I reach out to anyone else. If all I know you do is drive Ubers all day, then I'm gonna reach out to you when I need food delivery or if mm. I need a ride or something like that. Like you keep all your money mm. within your circle, within your friends and you put them on. And if it's all about making money for them, you do that. But if you have the opportunity to help them grow something passionate, then that's what you really shoot for. Well, how important is the money, um, especially at the beginning stages, uh, getting it, trying to earn it in some way, trying to make your mark. And especially for some of the things you wanna cook, you need to have the right groceries and it's it's expensive to get that stuff so how do you how do you even you know start to uh, earn something from this career path well money is important in the sense if you're trying to achieve something out here money is not important to me in the sense of living I don't need money like that I can go live in the woods I can live off the grid like I know how to take care of myself I can go hunt so money is not important Whoa. to me in that type of sense money is important if you're trying to live in this world so in this world, you do need money. So you do got to play by the rules mm -hmm. before you can break the rules. So you stack up, you save, you make enough money on the side. I had a nice $10,000 I put to my side before I went to go make all my other moves. But I had my money and my stuff set that, and my rules of who I was as a person. So I knew at one point I wasn't going to be selling plates. I wanted to be a celebrity chef. That's what I'm going to push for. I'm not mm -hmm. going to come out here and start selling selling plates because that's what you're going to look at me. You're going to look at me as the guy that sells plates in Baltimore. It's not what I wanted. I wanted to be the, a private chef. And when I'm heading down to Atlanta, my friend says, nah, let's make you a celebrity private chef. Cool, let's do that. And because of the relationships and, and the friends and that, I have. real quick, that was like a branding thing that you decided? Like mm -hmm. the celebrity chef thing? Like I don't want to be cooking this. For example, like fashion. Some people are like, oh, I want to do like high-end fashion versus I want to do like streetwear, something like that. So was that a, a branding decision or something that you... That's a branding decision. Okay. Whatever you brand yourself is what people will look at you as. Hmm. So if you decided you are at this level, that's where they can look at it, and then you got to struggle for every inch you go up. Hmm. But if you say, I'm here, you are there. Whether they believe it or not, this is what you are, this is what you said. And then when you get the proof to back it, then you're really good. Hmm. So you do what you got to do to make the money for it, and then you never sell yourself short. I knew from the beginning I wasn't going to sell plates no matter how many people asked me I was not going to sell a plate. I was cooking for What does that what does that term mean? Selling plates? For people that don't know, yeah. So selling plates is you'll have people who just just sell plates out their house. They'll just sell like $10, $15 plates. And the way I look at that, that's too much hustling and not enough like, you know, the smart movement, you know, smart business. Hmm. I'm all about smart business. I'm lazy just like all of us here. I don't want to work more than I have to. Every time I think is I want to work for my money. I want my money working already. Yeah. So by building a brand, you can sell more than just the food. Right. You can sell a whole experience. You can sell a lifestyle mm -hmm. from there. But my goal was never, ever, ever to start off selling plates. 
And I understand people who want to do that. And if you need to do that to get your hustle, do that. I decided to make my money outside of selling plates so that when I get into the food game, that I'd be starting at a certain point. And from that point, we're just going to keep moving forward and going higher than that. I feel like oftentimes, well, as a chef, one would be like, okay, you're a chef. That means you're going to open a restaurant. Mm -hmm. That means, you know, you're going to cook for people at that level. Mm -hmm. You chose to go the private celebrity shelf route. Do you ever see yourself owning a restaurant? Not for a while. So, like, I've worked in a lot of restaurants. And restaurants are very, very shaky businesses. A lot of them fail, like more than 70%. Oh, wow. Um, it's a marketing issue, and that's why I decided I'm just going into the marketing angle first so that I'm going to have such a high demand for my restaurant before I drop it. We can go straight to franchise. I can launch three of them at the same time yeah. instead of just Smart. working at one, busting my ass for four years, and you know what I'm saying, it being a great first year, then a struggling two, three years, and then we finally get back up. It's really hard to keep a business up. Right. The food costs, especially if you're in seafood, you're always throwing stuff out. Um, restaurants are not easy and I always tell people it's not the thing that you want to get into right away you need to pay a lot of homage and understand what the restaurant game is because it's a very fickle industry it's based on popularity Hmm. you know and then also you got to look at like price a lot of people want to do your thing maybe like once a year that's not enough to keep your business open you're crushing so many dreams. <laughs> isn't, that, isn't that part of everybody's like, oh, one day I want to have a restaurant. Yeah. Well, I'm thinking about it, and it's like somebody who's passionate about the food that you're creating, you know, making sure the flavors are right, this and that. When me and my friends get together, we're like, let's go to a restaurant. Okay, well, everybody likes cheesecake. Everybody can find something at Cheesecake mm-hmm. Factory, and then you're getting something standard there. Right. I'm getting a pasta, we're getting a, whatever it is, a salad. So I guess like the heart that you put into it can really only be from a, like, a one-on-one connection, at least for right now. So, yeah, for right now, it's... Like you would rather put more heart into it and have like a connection with your clients rather than kind of produce something that's already there. Basically, that and I just feel like the market's just too thick right now. I'm spending more money on marketing than I'm gonna spend money on like people just coming to my restaurant. Mm. Mm. So I'd rather just build it all the way up, do everything off the books, and make the same kind of money and build up seasonings, cookbooks, this whole brand, clothing, private dinners, um, set up a network of chefs all around the country, and just keep moving like that. Is that what you're currently working on? Like, what's next for you? Uh, currently working on TV show right now, so we have like a deal that we're trying to work out with Netflix. Hmm. Um, we have a whole story they're trying to sell on that. Um, uh, got some friends in Atlanta who are interested in getting some business in the music, so we might be doing some stuff with some music, um, real estate. Like I'm really more so of a businessman. Yeah. So mm-hmm. the chefing is amazing, and it's going to be a staple in everything that we move forward. But the next two three years, you're just going to see it expand into a huge umbrella. Yeah. Wow. Um, we got to wrap this up soon, but um, I want to know, like, uh, for people that are interested in whether they're pursuing the chef route or sort of more of that uh, and keeping that business mind, yeah. um, where do you start and what should your mindset be if somebody is wanting to sort of take the route that you have chosen? Well, first thing that you need to do is be aware of yourself and what you really want. Okay. So from there, you can figure out where you can compromise that and where you can't compromise that. Second thing you need to do is you need to build your team and your friends. And that's going to be the hardest part because you're going to want to like reach out to certain people and the people you want to reach out to aren't the people you need to reach out to. The people who are going to come to you are going to come to you naturally. And it's gonna, you're going to keep reaching out to certain people and they're not the people you need to be reaching out to. You. The people who are going to reach out to you are the people that you need. Everyone who wants to really hustle will come to you. Mm-hmm. 
from there you got your team and you know what you want to do there you got to make a plan and you got to make your plan and you got to stick to your plan and got to ignore your feelings it's the biggest thing people do people get caught up in their feelings you feel about this you feel about that you feel about this that's whoopie woo stick to your plan why you gotta fight with me a cheesecake exactly <laughs> you know i love to go there <laughs> you know i love to go there yeah that's dope um also, real quick, uh, One Pan Poppy, a.k.a. Munchie Luciano. Where does that come from? One Pan Poppy. One Pan Poppy came from, like we said earlier, me cooking out of one pan. Munchie Luciano goes to one of my greatest influences, which is Lucky Luciano, who created the commission, um, criminal organization back in the 1920s. The reason why I look up this organization is because they created something outside the pocket. They created something that worked and made sense, and that everyone who was there at that table was their own boss. Yeah, we're working together, but everyone does their own thing. Hmm. And that's how I keep my business. I don't hire a bunch of people who just want to follow me and want to make money. You got to have your own dream and have your own thing so it inspires you. And you can use this platform that we built to do whatever you want as long Hmm. as it stays in our vision statement, which our vision statement is very broad. But as long as you stay in that lane, you're cool to do whatever you want. Starting a gangster chef lane. (laughs) (laughs) The wave is gangster chefs now. Munchie Luciano. Um, where can people find you um, online? Uh, you can find me on Instagram at OnePanPapi, O-N-E-P-A-N-P-A-P-I. Uh, you can go to the website, OnePanPapi.com, and then you can find me on all other social medias with the One Pan Poppy. That's on Twitter, Facebook, and I don't know, whatever else is cool. We'll link it all in the description. <laughs> yeah. All right. And uh, the part I'm most excited for, mm. we got a chef oh. this time to do this. this is crazy. At the end of every podcast, we ask every stranger the same question. And Shamir, if you could take that away. If you could describe yourself in any flavor, what flavor would it be and why? Ooh. Uh, I'm like a a lemon cayenne, so you know a what lemon cayenne, <laughs> lemon cayenne, lemon cayenne, lemon cayenne. So you know some citrus to mm-hmm. it, you know what I'm saying, and some spice to it. And mm-hmm. this is because I feel like you know I'm flavorful, I'm bright, you know what I'm saying. There's a little punch to it. Wow, that's incredible. Yeah. That was exactly what, what I would expect from a chef. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, uh, one pin poppy, thank you so much for being here on the podcast. We thank appreciate you, so you. Um, and and we hope that the listeners learned a lot. Uh, from this I know we definitely are inspired Thank by you your me. amazing story and we'll definitely My continue to follow inspired. you <laughs> <laughs> um, and to all the listeners thank you for listening to another episode of Strange Flavors it's been another week another flavor a little less stranger we'll talk to you next time <laughs>